Praying in tongues activates God's protection against the attacks of the enemy. Some of you are listening this morning and said, I don't have it. The moment you're born again, you have it in you. You just did not. The Bible said rivers of water flowing out in your belly. That's what it's speak, talking about in John chapter 7, verse 37 and 38. Praying in tongues activates God's protection against the attacks of the enemy. Regardless what attacks it is, regardless what sickness it is, whatever it is, it is, has appeared like a COVID-19. A lot of people put fear in their lives. God's word says that every knee will bow to the name of Jesus. In Philippians chapter 2 verse 10. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and of things and earth and things under the earth. And Ephesians chapter 1 verse 21. God has given the church the spiritual authority of, to pray against every sickness, every diseases, every virus that came in the earth. For above, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. I want to share with you that I was preparing this morning. I said, Lord, I thank you. That you're showing me that which is about ready to take place in the earth. A lot of you wondering about why there is in Revelation, we were in third, it just, it just the enemy himself, just a copycat, it just what is about ready to come to take place in the earth. The cutaway, we have to be in heaven first. But the enemy, he's portraying it like that it's real. Yeah, it is real. COVID-19 is real. And the revelation said that there was a pale horse with a crown. And with a spear, which is corona, the disease. But the enemy, he's tried to portray what is already to take place. That, number, that we were in the third stage when COVID-19 came in 2020 and 21. Now we are in the fourth stage. Wars, Ukraine. The enemy is trying to portray whatever is about to take place. But we are going to be gone in the earth. We'll be raptured to the realities. That's like when Jesus was promised that he will come out. The Messiah came out. The root of David. From David. It was a prophesied. Isaiah said. And Jesus Christ came forth. And now we are in the fourth, fourth stage. 
what the wars, the crisis. When there is crisis, there is miracles. It's going to be filling the earth. We are in fourth stage right now. And you will see God's glory. Doubt it is already said, not yet. God said the end is not yet. The rapture is not yet because God is going to pour his spirit among all flesh in the last days. And he said, the wealth of the wicked is laid for the just. What you've been praying for, what you've been believing for, it's already been God. What he promised from his word, he will accomplish and it will prosper in the things he will send it to. In Isaiah 55 verse 11, so my word does come forth out of my mouth. It will not return unto me void. It will accomplish accomplish and prosper but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the things worth though I sent it it will not return void what God promised to the prophets pertaining in United States it will already come to pass the enemy has tried to put fear on everybody. He, he portrayed like what Revelation said. Now we are in crisis right now because of war. And there is crisis, there is miracles. But I want to encourage you, when you start speaking in the unknown tongue, in the Holy Ghost, you better see what God is showing you, that it is what's about to take place. That's why before you before you pray, you can ask the Spirit to intercede on your behalf in Romans 8, verse 26. When you pray in an unknown tongue, it's the Spirit giving you. He is the one that cannot be uttered. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth out infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself make it intercession for us with groaning which cannot be uttered. I say the most wonder the enemy tried to attack you when you're born again. You've been born again. You've been saved. You received the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only that, he gave you the indwelling, the indwelling of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit itself, the giving you utterance to speak with your unknown tongue. That's God's giving you as a gift so you can speak to God what is hidden as a mystery in the Old Testament. God revealed to you what is already to take place. That's why I believe in the prophets. United States, God got them under his, under his hand. God, he loves United States. And this is the United States that will preach the gospel of good news. This is what the territory, what God, the enemy tried to take United States. But no, this is who we are. We are a God-fearing country. We believe in God. We believe in grace. We believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible said, everyone that believe, to them give them power to become the sons and daughters of the living God. That's why we have to understand praying in tongues is not something we have to observe legalistically. We cannot observe it legalistically in our own mind. But it is important we know that God's word does encourage us to do, to do it often, for there are many benefits to it. 
many benefits and praying in tongue. You will have the wisdom of God that is telling you that you have that wisdom because your spirit, you have the wisdom of God in your spirit. You have the righteousness of God in your spirit. You have the holiness of God in your spirit. You have the redemption of God in your spirit being. As he is in heaven, so are you in this earth. The Bible said in 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. This is who we are. He, we are like exactly like Jesus as in his heaven. We're not going to be like him. We are our spirit being is like exactly like Jesus. Raised with him. Crucified with him at the cross at Calvary. Down. Activates God's power and protection against the attacks of the enemy. The Bible says, So shall the fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up standard against him. The Redeemer will come to Zion and to those who turn from transgression. In Jacob, says the Lord. Isaiah 59, 19 through 20. You have to believe in this thing. And the enemy comes like in like a flood, like the coronavirus. It came like a flood all over the world. I've told you, we are in the fourth stage now. Coronavirus has already been taken care of because we've been praying against it. We've been praying in the Holy Ghost. And we've been praying, don't you ever recognize that that thing is already... <laughs> It's already been fulfilled. God already put the healing on the earth for the believers to believe in. I'd rather believe in the Spirit of God than believing in the science. Which one do you believe? What report do you believe? I believe the report of the Lord. I know there's loved ones out there that they, they, they went to eternity because of COVID-19, coronavirus. But I want to tell you, brother and sister, right now we're on the fourth stage that you can hear about rumors of war, that there's war all the time. There's been wars all the time. It's just an image what's about ready to take place. But if you're not born again, this is a time for you to be saved and born again and receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Because make heaven your home. This is reality. This is who God is. The pandemic sweep around the world like a flood. To the nation has been spared. No nation has been spared from this virus. But now, God already, the pandemic is coming in like a flood. And now it's not the time for the church to fight one another, but for us to unite as one to pray against the attack. That's why the Spirit of the Lord will lift up standard against the enemy. When the enemy comes like a flood, that's what in Isaiah 59, verse 19 and 20. When the enemy comes like a flood, what is the Lord said? He will put, our assurance is that the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against them. It's in the Word. The answer is always be in the Word. Which indicates that we will have the victory. A standard is only lifted 
when the victory has been won in a battle. Jesus Christ already won in the battle. Every name shall bow down in the name of Jesus. That's one in Philippians chapter 2. But how does the Spirit of the Lord lift up the standard against the enemy? He does this when we pray in tongues. For as for me, says the Lord, in my house, this is my covenant with them, my spirit, my spirit who is upon you, and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth. I believe this is the speaking in an unknown tongue. Shall not depart from your mouth, shall not depart from your mouth, not from the mouth of your descendants, nor from the mouth of your descendants, descendants, says the Lord from time, from this time and forever. Isaiah 59, verse 21. 21. As former, this is my covenant with them. Said the Lord, my spirit that is upon thee is upon you. And my words which I have put in thy mouth. That is speaking an unknown tongue. It's a shame there's so many people out there that receive the evidence speaking an unknown tongue have not spoke even once in their, maybe they speak in five seconds in sports. But I encourage you when you start speaking in a unknown tongue, every disease, every plague, every, the enemy try to attack you, he will just like, because God giving you the mystery that is hidden from the Old Testament. It's not a mystery to us anymore because we have this in demon power. That's why Jesus Christ said, tarry in Jerusalem until you get endowed with that power. Amen, amen. This is my covenant with them. My spirit is upon you, he said. My spirit is upon you, all of you. This is the new covenant that the Lord has made with us believers right now. This is the new covenant the Lord has made with you. I am done. I'm preaching about you to get you excited in your soulless realm. I'm preaching to you what your spirit about. Right. To renew your spirit being. Hallelujah. This is who God is. Stop playing church. Start receiving what God has already given you to have the power, the evidence, and unknown tongue. I said a lot of people, oh, we cannot preach it because a lot of people don't have it. They have it. You have it. The moment you're born again, the moment you receive the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why Apostle Paul told the, 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 the one, the, the other believers, did you believe? Have you received the infilling of the Holy Ghost? We didn't hear such thing. And they said, we only have the baptism of John repenting of sin. But now, Apostle Paul, there is another one with fire in the name of Jesus. Receive the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. See what Paul is trying to tell them? So they walk with this newness of life. They walk not even with craftiness of man. When you have this infilling of the Holy Ghost that you believe in it, you will walk in it with victory from victory to victory. This is not natural. Holy Spirit, His Holy Spirit to 
be upon us and we will speak the words that he has put in our mouth. That's what he said in Joshua 1.8. Another scripture that is so powerful. This book of the law. My words words I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth. That refers also in Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. Ooh. And then thou shalt have good success. Religions always tell you, oh, you got to study the word of God. You got to. You can have intellect knowledge. But if you don't have, you don't have listening to the intent of the Holy Spirit inside of you. That the Holy Spirit is the teacher. The Holy Spirit is the guidance. Then you will never be. You can speak. They, a lot of people, I heard people, they can speak. Oh, they have a Bible scholar and they're intellectual, intellectually. But they are not mocking God when they come out in their mouth. It's not matching for whatever they've been studying up. Because they only have their soulless realm. That's why I preach so strongly about the anatomy of life. What have you been watching? Who are you with? What have you been listening to? That's how you think. How you think, that's how you feel. How you feel, that's how you make your decision. Your decision, that's why you make your action. Your action, that's why you make your character. Your character, that's why you make your destination. Your, uh, your habits, your character is your habit. Your that's why you, your habits is your destination. Who are you with? If you've been listening about preaching about the law, about don't, 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 that you will do that and you will fall from grace. Grace has already been supply, supply, supply. The law is don't, don't, don't. Those shall do this. Those shall, you shall do. Demanding from you. Demanding from you. The law. God is ready to pour out his spirit. It's already been done. Under the new covenant, God wants you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and stop praying in tongues. Under the new covenant, God desires for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit, which result in us praying in tongues. We see this is the New Testament on the day of Pentecost. In Acts chapter 2, verse 4, I want to emphasize to you, but I'm strongly to tell you, the Holy Spirit come upon the disciples in the upper room, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Spirit gave them utterance. Why not a lot of people preaching that? Because... The enemy don't want you to have, to know the mystery what God is giving you for the weapon of our warfare. It is not carnal. It is mighty to God, to the pulling down the stronghold. This is what God has ordained for us to do. When we see the enemy coming in like a flood, pray in the spirit. Oh, Praying in the spirit also unleashes many other Blessings that Lord has purchased for us through 
the cross. It is one of the ways we possess our promised land today. When you pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit reveals secrets, God's word, and helps you understand the new covenant truths. We'll help you to get the new covenant truths. What words do you speak when the Spirit is upon you? Spiritual words. The apostle says that, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13, the apostle says when? When you pray in tongues, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13. We are speaking with the words that are not taught by man's wisdom, but are taught by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, For that which speak it in an unknown tongue, speak it not unto men. but unto God. However, in the spirit he speaketh, speaketh mysteries to God. Paul wrote three-fourths of the New Testament, prayed in tongues very often. That's why every preacher out there, every believer out there, they when you start preparing your sermon, start speaking in tongues, and God give you the mystery, and, and I, I'm just amazed God gave me scriptures, the Holy Spirit put in my remembrance. Why? Because, Lord, I love your scriptures. I love your context. I want to put that context upon. The answer is in the Word of God. The Word of God. Paul, who wrote three-fourths of the New Testament, prayed in tongues very often. This is why he was able to understand the mysteries hidden in the Old Testament and hidden even from the foundation of the world. Mysteries. When the word mystery is mentioned in the New Testament, it does not refer to something that is still hidden. Listen to me right now. When mystery is not something that's still hidden, it refers to things that were once hidden in the Old Testament, the, but are now revealed to the believers. Oh, <laughs> When you pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit reveals the mysteries and secrets found in God's Word. As you are praying in tongues, the Word of God comes alive in your life. I don't know how much more we have to, to, to emphasize this. This is what the Word of God said. The Holy Spirit, an extremely powerful gift that was given to the church. That's why Jesus Christ said to in Luke 24, verse 49, Terry in Jerusalem, 
He was still here. There he is in Jerusalem. There he is in Jerusalem. And then the, oh, you ever recognize that when Apostle, when Apostle Peter received the indwelling of the Holy Ghost, speaking in unknown tongue, the first miracle he ever did. And it came to pass as they were much peripheral. Luke 24, verse 49, please. The Holy Spirit's only powerful gift that was given to the church on the day of Pentecost. On that day, the Holy Spirit fell on the disciples in the upper room and they started praying in tongues. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. So a lot of people don't want to preach that. This is God's promise. Jesus Christ himself speak to himself. Under the old covenant, now, he, he mentioned it this morning. When he, when he received the offering. Under the old covenant, God gave the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai. Listen to this. And 3,000 people died at the foot of the mountain of Mount Sinai. Exodus 32, verse 28. There were 3,000 people died. But in Mount Zion, in Mount Zion, in Mount Zion. See, I, that's why I like people to take notes because this is powerful. This is what the word of God, so you know what you're talking about. Do you know what the Holy Spirit is? So that's why I tell people, you have to attend a church that will preach the gospel Apostle Paul is talking about. I am not going to come to you with enticing word. I will come to you, the demonstration of the power of the gospel of Christ. That's why in Mount Zion... The new covenant, under the new covenant of grace, God gave the Spirit on Mount Zion, and 3,000 people received life. In Acts chapter 2, verse 41, 3,000 people received the Holy Ghost, received the Lord Jesus Christ, and they were life. Then they gladly received. His word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. If you want to go Bible study, you have a Bible study right now. So when people try to tell you that speaking in tongues is do away with, with the disciples, you better... You better study yourself approve. That's why we always put this second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. That you rightly divided the word of truth. What is the word? It became flesh. The word from the beginning was with God. And the word was God. Hallelujah. The word of truth. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. He didn't say rightly dividing the Old Testament. He said rightly dividing the word of truth. 
grace, the unmerited favor, the undeserved favor, the unearned favor of God. His name is Jesus Christ. Amen. This goes to show you that the law kills, but the Spirit gives life. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, the law kills, but the Spirit gives it life. Who also Hamid as able minister of the New Testament. Now the letter, but the spirit for the letter kill it, but the spirit give it life. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 6. When we understand this, we will. When we understand this, we will. We will. And we will. Understand that the way to live a victory life. Victorious life and a holy life is not by living under the law. Listen to me. But by living under grace, when we walk in the Spirit, we are living under grace. I always put that scripture out there, Romans 8 verse 6, to be carnally minded. Carnally minded that you taste, you smell, you touch, you hear. You see, five senses is death, but to be spiritual-minded is life and peace. What? In Christ Jesus. He's talking about your spirit being, not here. You're spiritual-minded right here. That's what you hear from God right here. This tra in transformation from inside out. God's word says that by the law is the knowledge of sin. Even Romans chapter 3, verse 20. The law is the knowledge of sin. When the law is introduced, sin is stirred up and received. Romans 7, 9. When the law was introduced, sin was stirred up upon us. For I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived, and I died. Ooh. If someone living is, this is very powerful. I want to make a statement. If someone is living in sin and claims that he or she is living under grace, that person is not truly living under grace. The law is this designed to bring men to the end of himself. Any attempt to try to keep it with his own strength will only result in sin. That's why you see people. You say they're born again. They've been saved for a long time. But you listen to them. They speak like a sailor. Speak like a... Worse than... You know, that's why... That's why Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. But you have to show your light. You have to be set an example. How could you bring people to the Lord when this, your action is not matching up for what you're telling them? So a lot of people say that they call you hypocrites. Right. Good news is that God has made provision for us to reign above sin through the cross. 
Therefore, my brethren, you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ, that you may be married to another, to him, to Christ, who was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to good. Remember last Sunday I said, he is the vine, we are the branches. He that do not bear fruit, he will cut it off. For when we are in the flesh, the sinful passion which we are around by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. Romans chapter 7, 4 and 5. Romans chapter 7, 4 and 5. I will show you word upon word. This is what God is showing me to deliver to you. Dead to the law under the new covenant. We are now dead to the law and married to another. Jesus Christ and this union with Christ cause, causes us to bear fruit, good and godly fruit for his glory. This can only happen when you are dead to the law and married to Christ. When you are Christ occupied, not law occupied, moral excellence is fulfilled in you through Christ Jesus. Simple passions were aroused by the law. Sinful fashion were aroused by the law. Your action, your thinking, because you kept going back and God said, my son, I already supply everything you need in this life. The Bible said in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, and it's divine power. He already supplied everything. That's why you have black everything because whatever you planted out there, you will pl you plant what the world is, you will plant what the world has. You will plant, you plant that, you will entertain the world, you will harvest their sorrow. They will harvest their unpeace. You will harvest their poverty. You will harvest their sickness. Planting and sowing. You plant in the world, you will harvest whatever you have. You plant with people that preach the grace, the good news, you will harvest for whatever they're harvesting. I'm telling you, God strongly spoke to me. He said, this is what sounds going on in these people. People think that they can just go play around and one foot in the world and one foot in God. He said, God said, no, I will not even look at you. I only look at you Christ-like, the new believer. God, he can only attain your spirit. That's why we need to be renewed. In our moral action, believe right and you will do right. The right doing will follow you. The Bible said, thing, preaching grace is unforgiveness in Christ. Does not produce righteousness. Instead, we have seen through the many testimonies we have received. So many testimonies when people believe in the righteousness of God. And I heard about this man. He, he, 
he is addicted to pornography. Years of Christianity behind the pulpit. Addicted to drugs. But he tried his best the moment he started hearing about the grace message that God already, he made you righteous. Not only he forgive your sins, but he made you righteous. He made you righteous. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, he knew no sin. He became sin for you that through him you might have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And therefore he kept believing in it. That's all he said. He'd been delivered of it. She tried everything he did about the law. He tried to fast. You cannot fast sin. Jesus Christ even preached, even said to him in the garden of Gethsemane, and he said, Father, take this cup away from me. You know what? He prayed, but not my will, Father, but your will. Jesus Christ fasted for 40 days, 40 nights, but he cannot. He is the ultimate sacrifice. He went to the cross. That's why he went to the cross. He carried over our sin. That's why the great exchange. That's why you cannot fast in your sin. You cannot fast in your habits. You cannot fast. Might be good for a while, but the cross made the difference. The moment you understand that he took your sin, that he gave you his righteousness. His righteousness in your spirit being. That's what overcomer there's a great exchange father take these cups away from you from me but not my will thy will be done I sweat blood so he get our peace he get our anxiety he deliver us from all that he sweat blood when he prayed brother and sister this message this morning you have a business. You have a thing. And I pray that you receive that in dwelling, that you receive that in manifesting obedience, speaking in an unknown tongue. Receive in Jesus' name. Roboshika in the name of Jesus. Some of you have not received the Lord Jesus Christ. All have to receive. Lord Jesus, come in into my heart. I believe in you. Yeah, you died for me. At the cross at Calvary. On the third day, you rose from the dead. Now I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. You receive that. You are born again in Jesus' name. And also receive and then filling of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And I pray that every one of you receive this this morning. That's what I, I get excited when you mention about the 3,000 people that have life because this is what the theme in this church, preaching about grace, preaching about that the Holy Spirit is teaching people to be equipped to know when they are in their time of trouble. Instead of someone come out in your mouth, they said, when you speak about Jesus, I do me a favor, count yourself out and whatever you're thinking right now, count yourself silently one to ten. I want to, I want to, there's the Holy Spirit, count yourself silently one to ten. And then shout the name Jesus. Jesus. What have you been thinking? Your thinking is gone. You have is Jesus. 
See? See, you forgot about you counting ten. Because you come out in your mouth is Jesus. I was still counting, I forgot to stop. But because you didn't <laughs> because you didn't you, you didn't you didn't but I tell you you put voice with the word of God to activate the power. That in the name of Jesus, every name, every name shall bow, every tongue shall confess that is Lord. Oh, Robo Shikarabas, thank you.